Hi everyone, I'm Natasha, therapist and mum of two, and I'll be bringing you weekly 15-minute episodes to help you find yourself again after the life-changing experience of becoming a mum. So, today I am going to be talking about a topic which I'm really, really passionate about and something that I know causes so many mums so much pain and suffering. What that is, is why natural birth brings so much shame. Now, I think what I'm talking about is the word natural birth. Like It's like if we don't have an interventional free birth, we are having an unnatural birth. I mean, even that just sounds horrible, doesn't it? Now, I didn't have a natural birth. I didn't ever consider having a natural birth. Births, I've had two. Until the second time, actually. Second time round, I was really close to having one because my son was born in COVID. I obviously didn't want to be in the hospital. I was thinking about having a home birth because my first birth was so wonderful. It was wonderful because of an epidural I may add. But I'd sort of forgotten that and was just seeing the magic in it. I guess I'd read a lot about how we can manage pain. And I've been looking today at like the history of why we feel we can manage pain. And I know some of you will obviously have had lovely natural births and you will have managed the pain naturally and it would have been fine. But for a lot of women who I've worked with and friends I have who felt they could manage the pain and weren't able to, there is a lot of shame. Now for me, I remember very, very clearly I was about 13 or 14 and at school no, I think I was younger. I think I was in year seven, so it have been about 11 or 12. We watched a video of a woman giving birth. Now, why they decided to show a bunch of 12-year-olds a woman giving birth, I will never know. But from that day, I was not having a baby. There was no way that that could ever happen to me. I was so traumatized by this video. Then, you know, I hit 30 and I decided, no, okay, I'm going to have to figure this out. And I remember going to the doctor And her giving me that, no, the midwife, and her giving me that bit of paper. And she was like, you need to think about your options. And I just said, I know what my options are. I want an epidural. And I wrote in capital letters on my sheet, epidural. And when I got to the, I went to birthing classes like everyone does. I didn't go to NCT because I was a family worker. And one of the health visitors said, oh, I think this one would be better for you. So I went to a very woo-woo What's it, what are they called, those classes? Anyway, the parenting things you do before you have a baby. A very woo-woo one. There was a lot of vaginas everywhere. It was very, like, use cloth nappies and you don't need pain intervention and breast is best, all that stuff. It wasn't very me. I am pretty woo-woo, but not in that way. I love a crystal, but hmm, the other stuff, natural births were not for me. Anyway, I asked the lady about, could she show us how to put on a proper nappy? I asked her, could she tell us more about epidural and she was she was pretty resistant she did tell us how to cook our placenta clearly that was obviously high on the list of having a baby I think she even told us we didn't need a pram because we should just carry our babies in slings all the time oh there's me being weary I did get my placentas made into tablets I'm not eating them but I had them made into tablets and I took them every every day and I had no baby blues so I stand by that first time I did that I had no baby blues second time it was harder. I don't know if I had baby blues, but it was harder. It was lockdown. Who knows whether it was harder because of that. But um, yeah, no one would give me any information. And if I wasn't the, the strong-willed human being that I am, I would have definitely 
decided against epidural. When we actually went to the hospital, my husband, um, I was talking to the doctor because I was induced both times. And I was talking to the doctor about the epidural. And my husband said, are you sure you want an epidural? Because she had convinced him. He's not as strong-willed as I am. The doctor looked at him and said, mm, excuse me, it's not really your body. Well, that was a funny moment. Because I was so set on what I wanted, with my daughter, they actually gave me my epidural as soon as I had any pain. Because the anaesthetist said to me, it's so much easier to give someone an epidural early on than what I experienced second time round, where it took an hour to get the epidural in because I was in so much pain and I couldn't stay still. So for me, my first labour, I slept the whole labour. I'm a weird person who that wine and epidurals make me sleepy. Um, yeah, I don't just get like, I don't just like get fun and drunk. I get sleepy and drunk and I don't, and I, and an epidural makes me sleepy. And all of that obviously is going to lead to a really lovely experience because I had my baby. I wasn't really tired when she was born because I slept. And I remember actually, and this is true, when they said, can you push? I said, I can't, I'm too tired. And I did tear a lot. So there are some downsides to this, but I felt no pain. I was so happy and overjoyed by this baby. And and I know there's all these things that babies come out sleepy, but both my children latched on straight away. There was no issue with feeding. There was definitely no issue with bonding. And I've heard that was one of the things I was reading when I was researching this episode, that people are told there are issues with bonding and if they have an epidural. And I was looking at all these different reasons back in history why we're anti-pain relief. I'm reading this fabulous book called Matrescence, which I would highly recommend to any mum, pregnant woman, new mum, anyone who is like struggling um, with their identity and trying to figure themselves out. Matrescence is the experience of us becoming a mum. It's similar to adolescence, but everyone knows about adolescence and everyone expects teenagers to behave differently but we expect mums to get on it on with it and in this book she was talking about all the reasons we feel so much shame around pain relief nowadays and I mean just going back to the idea that I don't know whether you know this I, I did know I'm not religious but I did know when um the Adam and Eve times Eve ate the apple when she, the, her punishment for eating the apple was pain in childbirth. And that is meant to be the reason we have pain in childbirth. There were so many different doctors who made women, well, there were so many different doctors who spoke about why we need pain in childbirth, how childbirth has to be painful and because it prepares us for what we have to come, being a mother, childbirth. If we choose painkillers over natural birth, we are putting our needs above our child needs and what kind of mother would do that? Women can overcome any issue if we have the strength of mind to cope with the pain. Childbirth didn't have to be painful and the pains are the fault of the woman's attitude and behaviour. 
One of the women who founded the NCT said, if women drop babies like eggs without noticing, what will that say about us as mothers over the next 18 years? I mean, these are the messages that we are getting. Our babies won't breastfeed, they won't bond. Just fear, 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 and guilt. So even when we're pregnant, we are constantly getting these messages. And then what often happens for so many women is they go into labor and then they and they can't cope because they're not prepared and they've read that if we do the all the hypnobirthing and we do all the and we get the water birth and we do all the things we prepare ourselves and we meditate i love i love pregnancy meditation i did that all the time first time around second time who's got time when we still have pain relief then obviously we're going to feel like a failure because we're not doing what's supposedly best for our babies but why do we have to continue to shame women and continue to make them feel terrible for something that could inevitably make the experience of becoming a mother so many so much easier and I will forever argue that my epidural is one of the reasons that my birth was and my third trimester was such a wonderful experience with my daughter like it really was magical. Like, don't get me wrong, there were hard bits. It was tiring. When I was breastfeeding, it was really, really hard. I didn't breastfeed for long. I did, well, six weeks, I think, still long. But, you know, in, there's me comparing again. When I stopped breastfeeding, it was amazing. It really was. My birth, I would honestly say, must have been one of the most wonderful births anyone has ever had, really. My mum was at my birth, and she said to me, I can't believe I didn't have this when I had brave birth to you because her births were so, so awful. Now, my experience with my son wasn't quite the same. I did try to just have gas and air because I think I've obviously started reading more. You know, I was a new, when I was a new mum, I didn't know anything. I can't have read much. Second time, I started reading more and I started to overthink it. And I thought, okay, I don't need that. Joel, I'll be fine. I can just have gas and air. Now... To a certain extent, that was nice. I didn't, I found, I didn't find the beginning bit that hard. I thought, I'm smashing it. I'm just really good at this. I know what I'm doing. The hypnobirthing worked. And then, and then the pain started. My pain started really late, not till I was five centimetres. But the pain was so bad that I can barely, I can't remember it. You know, we say you're going to be out of it with the epidural, but you're, I was out of it with the pain. And I guess that's our body's way of helping us to recreate again because I know I have a feeling that the pain was horrendous but I I was I think I was blacking out with the pain because it was so bad and that is so many women's experiences they're blacking out with the pain and then worst case scenario you you have all these hours of labor and then you have to go and have a cesarean anyway then the trauma of that because you've been God, it's just such a huge thing, giving birth. And I don't know who it helps to minimize how big it is. And I think that that is the thing that I really, really struggle with because I think that my experience of people who have felt it was going to be easy have been more damaged afterwards and more just traumatized because they had and 
convinced themselves that it wasn't going to be a big deal. And I am all about the power of positivity. I am a big law of attraction fan. But when it came to birth, I think I use the law of attraction in a way that I'm going to have a lovely birth because I'm going to have an epidural. And I did. Not I'm going to have a lovely birth because birth is easy and birth is natural. And women have birthed in fields for, I don't know how many years, ever. The birthed in fields. Because the reality is that women have birthed in fields and women have died in fields. And in certain countries where we don't have medical intervention, women are still dying at huge rates every single day. And we are so fortunate here that we have choices. And if your choice is that you want to use pain relief and you are not because you feel shame or you feel like you're a bad mother, then we're doing something wrong. Society is doing something wrong. If your choice is I want to to have a natural birth because I think it will be something wonderful and I want to feel it all and I want to be aware, then amazing, do that. I love that for you. But I don't love the idea that any decision is made from guilt and shame because that is not a place of empowering women and we're not going to feel happy when we feel disempowered and when we feel like we're not good enough. And if that is you, this is where I love journaling and I love therapy because there are ways that you can talk about things and have that mirror that helps you to understand why you're making your choices and how to make more informed choices and how to make better choices that will suit your family because this is about your family. This is about you coming out and you being able to enjoy the third trimester and you being able to feel like a good enough mother because you can't be a perfect mother. No one is going to do everything perfect all the time. And I think this really does come a lot down to perfectionism. Like I need to do everything perfect. If I don't do things this way and that way, I'm a bad mother. If I cut corners, I'm a bad mother. If I don't disregard my needs, if I don't become a martyr and forget who I am, then I'm failing as a mother. And the reality is so much more nuanced than that. So do what makes you happy and what makes you feel, lights you up, really. Do what lights you up. And if you don't know, talk to someone, ask for help. Please do not go on Google and read more advice from people who don't know you, who don't understand you. Talk to people who love you. Talk to people who have children. Talk to people who have been through similar things to you. And if you've had a baby and you you're struggling with your choices. There is so much help. I was just looking on the Pandas website and they were the symptoms for birth trauma include flashbacks, nightmares, intrusive memories, feeling distressed and panicky, avoiding anything that reminds you of the trauma, even walking past the hospital, meeting other women with new babies. It can lead you feeling hypervigilant, constantly alert, irritable and jumpy, and worrying that something terrible is going to happen to your baby. Feeling low and unhappy, and then the guilt and the blame. Traumatic births are not your fault. They're just something that, unfortunately, some of us go through and some of us don't. And I actually think, I wish women shared their birth stories more because a problem shared really is a problem halved. I know it's the time old tale, but it really is. The reasons 
or traumatic births are not just you. Well, they're never you. They're never you. <laughs> Difficult births, abnormal fetus positions, rapid and quick deliveries, physical pain and injury during birth, mental exhaustion. I guess that is where my birth were good, weren't they? I slept the whole time. There was no mental exhaustion. I just, I woke up and then I pushed. I know this sounds really wild. Like I've never heard anyone else describe birth like I experienced it. But this genuinely was my experience. Not second time round. No, actually I'm lying. Second time round. When they finally spent that hour getting their epidural in, I still went to sleep the same. But it's a frightening, a birth trauma is a frightening psychological experience. And if you have been through a frightening psychological experience, you need help to process that. So don't ever minimize how important you are. You're a human who deserves support, who deserves to feel safe, and who deserves to like look forward to having another baby if you want one. Because I know often birth trauma can really put you off ever wanting to have another baby. Right, I'm going to go. But all of you, read matrescence, ask for help, Talk to your friends, share, 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 because a community of women who lift each other up is the way we're going to raise so many happy mothers. Oh, and really quickly, I am just starting my own community. It is called The Mum Space, and it is helping a community which I am using to normalize matrescence to help mums to find you again, because when we lose our old self, we become a new whole person as a parent and it's so easy to not know that person anymore and to not know what that person needs likes wants what brings them joy so this is going to be the place I'm going to be sharing lots of interesting stuff but more importantly it's a free space for you to talk to other mums because I hope that you have a tribe of women who lift you up but I know a lot of us don't and I know also it takes time to get that tribe together so if you are interested in that i will put a link in the show notes to join thank you for listening if you enjoyed the podcast please press the subscribe button there is also an option to leave a review it only takes 30 seconds and it will help me to grow the podcast and to support more women to start making motherhood the best season yet